You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. There's a horrible game by us. Oh, I think we've been building the belief. Right now we're not good enough and we're going to find a way through that. Today we didn't bring the pressure. Yeah, I think the way we set the game over the first half is the reason why we got the job done. We did a lot of things right. We executed a plan coming in. I'm Kanan Bucks. Speaks volumes. For Loop Logics, the future of construction management. For a free demo, visit looplogics.com. Speaks volumes for Loop Logics, the Swiss Army knife of construction management. You can get involved in this. Who does the result speak volumes about? We'll go through the four finals. I'll start on Thursday night. I think it speaks volumes of of Melbourne. They're still in a very good position, and don't be surprised if it's not Collingwood and Melbourne facing off in a grand final. 85% of their game is in excellent order. They defend so well to keep Collingwood to 37 entries was a, a terrific performance. Yep, they got some issues with their forward line, which they have had in the past, but they're going to give themselves a shot. Their contest work is excellent. Their defense is rock solid, and that's what wins your finals. They just win this week. They win comfortably against Carlton, and then a fascinating game with the two differing styles when they take on Brisbane in the prelim final at the Gabba. That's the way that I see it. And I think Simon Goodwin and his team would still be feeling reasonably confident about the prospect of winning another premiership, albeit their road has been made a bit more problematic. Got to get more out of, of Cozzy Pickett. Um, there's no doubt about that. You saw what Bobby Hill could deliver for, for the Pies. So he's the wild card for me. Um, he's got to work harder, I reckon, defensively, Cosy, and then make the most of his opportunities, as we've spoken about already this morning. Yeah, Pies had five goals from their recruits from last year, and yep. uh, two to McStay, three to Hill. Who Who is the player that comes in for Melbourne, um, or two, because Brayshaw and Van Royen go out? What do you do with the front, with the front half setup? How do you take advantage of the 69 inside 50? Well, I, I, me personally, and I know not a lot of people agree with this, I'd play Grundy. Right. I just think it gives you more flexibility with what you can do with Gorn. He looked an aerial threat for contested marks. For Gorn, I know that was out of the ruck, but to actually have him as a target in the forward half, and it might only be for half an hour a game and the rest of it is in the ruck, but to have that flexibility for Grundy to stand up in the ruck and allow you to have Gorn as a target forward uh, would be a nice option to have and a luxury. And then and then when Grundy's forward, he gives you more than what McDonald gives you, I think, and with the way that it looks. And then you've got the, the foot soldiers like a Jordan or someone to come in uh, for Brayshaw. The interesting part about the Brayshaw injury is the flow-on effect for Petrarca, though, Bucks, and how yep. they were forced to play him more as a midfielder when he's been so successful in the last six or seven weeks playing as a, a forward for the majority of it. So that was what hurt them as well. Now, he was bit, enormous. A bit of a rider on that, though. Like, the most, the game was mostly in their front half. So even as a midfielder, he was at or in front of the ball. Mm. So I don't... Th- I don't think that holds as much stock as the groundswell that it's that it's got. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to the Friday night game. I, I thought um, it says more uh, – I think it was a, a fairly evenly matched game. Sydney um, were blown out early 
and it's interesting, like Collingwood got the jump on Melbourne, went on to win the game. Carlton got the jump on Sydney, went on to win the game. And I think it's validation for Carlton. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Carlton. McCartan held uh, Charlie Curnow really well. Mackay didn't have a lot to do. Um, but I think Carlton's all over team structure and the depth of their um, bottom six, as we discussed out of seven, was was the tale of the tape. Um, they kept Sydney to 46 inside 50s, which is pretty good. Sydney mm. have been an aggressive ball use side, but I think Carlton with their consistent pressure on ball, with their really solid structure behind it, um, they were taking intercept marks, Weedering, Kemp, Chincotta won some one-on-ones. Um, and then you've got McGovern there who hasn't had to play a big role, but I, but I just thought that their pressure on ball is, is where it's at. So... For them to be able to to stand up and get that job done under pressure, given where they were three months ago, as I said, the Blues fans would be wrapped about it. They will miss, well, depending on what happens with Martin, he will be a significant, um, I suppose, domino to fall or or to or to um, to see what what I think he'll he'll end up missing, but that he will be a significant. Um, piece of the puzzle that won't be there for Carlton. I don't know if, and Mackay obviously with concussion. So there's a little bit of playing around that needs to be done in the front half. I think I think they're up against it. Um, they've, they've, they beat Melbourne last time that these two sides played. Um, both sides are going to have their trouble or their challenges in the front third and what they do with, with some selection issues out of um, the, both of their games. Uh, but Carlton would be wrapped with with um, what they've been able to achieve. To get a, a finals win this season um, is beyond the expectation uh, 12, 12 weeks ago. And the Carlton fans were, were up. They were, their voices were up. and They were, they were up and about. The, the, the MCG was absolutely rocking on Friday night. And we're going to expect the same thing uh, next week. Yeah, they've got nothing to lose now. They've already uh, achieved their pass mark or over for the season. So uh, anything else from here is an absolute bonus. So let's move on to the Saints and the Giants. You've already spoken mm. in depth about the Giants. I think it speaks volumes of them. Uh, they've won at 11 different venues this year, which speaks to the, the resilience of the group, how well they are led. Adelaide Oval Green. is already one of them yeah, too. Yeah, they, they won against mm. the Crows and came back from behind there. I think it was in round 18. So... Uh, that would hold no fears for them. I think their preparation has been better than Port Adelaide's, considering they would have landed on Saturday night in Sydney. You get the extra night. Port Adelaide looked tired. They looked weary. They looked banged up. They got personnel issues. So, I mean, they'd be feeling really confident about their progression through to a, a prelim final. I'm not convinced on their on their key forwards. I think still that's, you know, are you going to trust Riccardi in a final? Hogan's been, been okay, um, but I, I'm not... I think that would be a weakness of theirs. They they got a lot of goals out of their midfield on the weekend. Certainly Kelly kicked a couple. Uh, Toby Green would be the one, but he was you know, reasonably well held from Wilkie, but still had an influence. Their game's just in good order. They're well balanced inside, outside. They've got speed across half back. Uh, my only query would be about uh, their key forwards, but with Buckley and Taylor behind the ball now fit and firing, they're a difficult proposition. I think one thing to watch for with with the Giants is they move the ball so cleanly uh, and directly off half back. I mean, they can go wide or they, they can change the angle. They, they've proven that they, they run off there really well. I think they're, they're taller forwards in Hogan, Riccardi. You know, Keith plays there at times as well. They actually, they lengthen away. Most of the damage is done, you know, through the midfield mm. with their high backs or their high forwards or their midfielders. Their, their forwards, their taller forwards, 
get in one-on-one um, contests where they are out-positioned their defenders and it just becomes a matter of the kick that accesses them going to their advantage. Mm. And Hogan held his man under the ball really well a couple of times and took marks out the back. Riccardi got caught in a couple, got a, got a couple of one-on-ones where he had the drop on his direct opponent. So it's not as if you need to be an out-and-out star winning, you know, 40, 60 contests. They're, they're, they've been put into 75, 25 contests where three quarters of the time they have the drop on their, their opposition because of the way they're using the ball through the middle. So I think... The Giants have been – their forward play has been really strong in that regards. And Toby Green's not relied on. Callum Brown's not relied on. But they all play a role. All right. What about the last game? Oh, look, I, I thought that um, – yeah, Brisbane – you can't go past Brisbane. It, it's, it speaks to how strong they are at home. Um, I, I thought they were – I mean, they've been – defensively, they've been really strong. Um, and Port Adelaide were always going to come with – a little bit with energy and and bring their best, and I thought they did for for the most part. But you know, Brisbane's um, they played with authority. They were able to impose their brand over four quarters, and eventually they they blew out uh, a side that quite clearly was entrenched in the to, the top four throughout the year. So we we um, we saw um, more than cameo roles played from players that haven't been asked to be in the best four or five players in, in their side. So Rayner stood up, Fletcher kicked three, had 16 off a wing, mind you, a little bit of half forward. Uh, Wilmot and Coleman off the back were excellent. McCluggage, who hasn't been the first choice midfielder, but has gone in there since Ashcroft has gone down and played more minutes off yep. the wing and into the midfield. So they, uh, we heard it in Cam Rayner's voice. They're pretty confident. They know that they've uh, they've got everything to play for and that they've got the goods. And they should be.